Life Audio. Stay tuned in. This is going to be a very um, uplifting episode because yeah. we're going to talk about the light and the glory of God. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey, hey, it is Friday the 13th. You know what that means. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to do an episode about the evilness of the world. <laughs> no, we kind of are. But hey, but <laughs> no, we kind of are. <laughs> but before we dive in, we want to take the first couple of minutes just to share something that's very important to us, this podcast as a whole Uh, And just information we're trying to give you. We know that, hey, it's two weeks into January and maybe you're depressed or down because you had all these New Year's resolutions and half of them you're not keeping anymore. Stay tuned in. This is going to be a very um, uplifting episode because we're going to talk about the light and the glory of God. Uh, But first, it's very important to us. Uh, This is the last episode of Life After Addiction. On this channel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see what you did with that. <laughs> yeah. On this channel, on the S2L Studio channel, we have moved. At this point, you can go and peek. We've moved all of the episodes over, and we're going to have a standalone YouTube channel for just life after addiction. And so this episode will be on this channel for one week, and then we're going to remove it as well. And then every single week, same time, uh, same everything, it's going to be on life after addiction. Um, if you go into YouTube, the link will actually be in the uh, description of this, whether you're listening in the show notes or on this YouTube channel, it'll be in the description here. Please go and uh, like and subscribe to that channel. It would mean a lot to us. Um, it's something that Ryan and I and, and Jorian really um, feel that God's called us to do. So whenever God's put a calling on our lives, we want to do it with excellence. And so that takes energy and effort. Um, whether it's the editing in the back end or coming up with podcast ideas or even just trying to find the time yeah. to be in studio and do this just because, as you saw last episode, we're opening up detoxes. We're doing yeah. crazy stuff. So, man, this is very important to us, and we would really appreciate you going over to that other channel uh, and liking and subscribing. it. That, that would be a big deal for yeah, us. Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys' love and support and encouragement thus far. You don't know how much it, it means to Adam and I and Jorian uh, just to read some comments, get some text yeah. messages, receive some calls, um, just hear from family members who are dropping their, their husbands off, their sons off about how the podcast had really helped them and was a big encouragement for them bringing their son or husband here. And yep. uh, that means a lot to us. So if y'all could, please, like I'm going to reiterate what Adam just said, just uh, subscribe to our other channel. Um, we feel that God really has called us to this, and uh, we believe that it could be beneficial um, to all ears that, that desire to listen, um, and that God could speak to you even directly in your brokenness, or whether it's you're going through a tough season or you're rejoicing, um, just be along for the ride. So we would greatly appreciate if you would go subscribe to our other page. Yeah, and, and we keep that private on our end. No one can see that you're, so I get it. Yeah. I mean, we know that liking something or subscribing, the fear is, oh, I don't want people to know. Um, you know, and, and, and I get that uh, somewhat. Um, but we have, so with that said, we have no idea. And then all of a sudden we hear stories from people from, we've never met from other states halfway across the country. And it's like, man, that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, but when you like and subscribe it, what that does is it actually messes with the algorithm in YouTube. And they'll start pushing our channel, pushing our episodes, pushing our content further and further. And obviously this is content to bring God glory. So why not do something like that? 
Uh, again, on our end, our subscription list is private. You go on your page, you can make your subscription list private as well. Uh, so no one's going to see that you're subscribed to it, uh, but what will happen, and you'll be alerted when we drop episodes, we're still going to keep the old channel. Uh, there's going to be Catapult that streams live. There's going to be Wednesday's Words of Encouragement. We're going to have Bibles, uh, our 30-day Bible um, daily devotionals that are still going to be coming out throughout the year. There's going to be a lot of stuff still happening on that channel, but this channel, this new channel over at Life After Addiction will just be all things Life After Addiction. Uh, and here's the challenge. You ready? <laughs> I don't know where the, the subscriptions are at right now here on Friday the 13th, 2023, but I know that we're probably still behind that Hope After Addiction channel. Those old ladies, those old ladies over there. Let's get, let's get more than them. Is that too, is that, I mean, my wife's on into a little household competition, but is that too much to ask? Can we get, can we, can we just beat them for a little bit? I know, I know theirs is going to take off and always be bigger, but can we beat them for a week? Do you want me to be honest with you though? No, I want you to lie to me. Just lie. It might be too much to ask. (laughs) It might be. I'm just, I'm preparing you for it. And that's all we have today. That's life. (laughs) No, but Hey, let's take a break and then we're going to dive into the, the, the episode, um, talking about light and the evenness of the world. So, uh, enjoy a quick break after a word from our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's Unity Weekend. To join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. And we're back. We're back. So, again, playing on the whole Friday the 13th and the, you know, the the evilness of the world, we did want to come in and just remind us, and again, you, you maybe are two weeks in and you're feeling in the blues or depressed because you haven't kept up with stuff, and maybe you're down. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're fired up, and that's awesome. Let us to continue to encourage you to remind you of the light of Christ to remind you of God's promises, to remind you that there's not an epic battle that's happening uh, in the end. It's not good versus evil, and we're just hopeful that someone wins. God is sovereign and in control of all things. Now, there is Armageddon. There is evil in the world. There is darkness, but it's not like, a, it's not like an epic fight. God's completely sovereign over all things. He created all things, and all things bow the knee to his word. Amen. And so we're not saying that, but we are encouraging because we live in a fallen world and there are evils, man. And what better time to talk about that than Friday the 13th, right? And so I want to open up with the scriptures in Psalms 1830, uh, and then let's just talk about it. It's going to be a short episode today, guys, but but that's okay. Psalms, Psalm chapter 18, uh, verse 27 through 30. The psalmist says, You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. 
as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. Mm. And I mean, there's so many complimentary verses, but I don't want to take some. I think you have some. If not, you get ready for some. I know you have some. So I don't want to go and jump before, but there's so many complimentary verses that go and, and, and comment on that. But look, listen to this. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. God said it, so be it. So if you are in a dark place on this Friday or Sunday or whenever you're listening to it, maybe it's like October and you're just catching up. If you're in a dark place, know that God can bring that into light. You submit your will and your life to Christ. Man, there's no weapon formed against me can prosper. And I'm trying really hard not to take other verses here because I know we want to talk you're about good. it. But no weapon formed against me can prosper. Does that mean that we don't go through hard times or hard, dark times? No. We're promised that. Remember, it says, in this world, you will have trouble. But that's not the, all the verse. It continues, and it says, but take heart. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And if you compare that to the end of the Great Commission, the Bible says that Jesus is talking and says, all authority has been given to me. All, not some, not almost all, not three-fourths. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then it goes to the Great Commission, and then it ends with this, this bookend of all authority, and it bookends with this. It bookends with this. And I will be with you until the end of age. All authority is mine. It's mine, Jesus says. All authority is mine. And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And he closes it with this. He says, and I will be with you, friend. <laughs> You're in a dark place. The God that spoke all things into existence, man. The God that said that burst forth everything from words. From nothing burst forth everything because this God spoke. He says that he's with us, believer. Amen. Believe that. Step into that. Amen. As you were talking, I, I was reminded I did a, a group last week, um, and it was from a Desiring God article, John Piper's yeah, yeah, yeah. gig. Um, and it, the title of it was, Your Emotions Are Gauges, Not Guides. And what he meant by that, and the article went on, man, it was so well written. It was about your emotions tell you, they don't, they don't dictate what you believe or tell you what to believe, but they give you insight into what you value most in life mm. or into what you're struggling with most in life. So what my emotions will tell me is, hey, I'm struggling with anger or pride or, you know, uh, coveting or whatever the case may be. And so our emotions are telling us, hey, apply this promise of God. They're directing you which promise of God to apply to your life. So if, say, I'm struggling with anger and I know that's something I'm struggling with. Well, there's verses like James 1, 19 and 20. Let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's a promise of God I can apply to my life if it's temptation. Mm -hmm. Okay, my emotions are telling me I'm feeling tempted. What a uh, promise of God can I apply to this as aspect of my life? And we talked about it the other week, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptations overtaking me. That's not common to man. God is faithful and uh, God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond uh, your ability. But with the temptation, he provides the way of escape. And there's just different, you know, when these emotions arise, whenever it's fear, whenever it's doubt, whenever it's questioning, whatever the case may be, man, we should allow those emotions to point us to a specific promise of God over our lives. Yeah. And we tell it's like uh, Pastor Pat was saying, man, we submit our experiences and our emotions to our faith. Yes. Right. I tell my experiences and my emotion what my faith says. Yeah. I don't do it vice versa. I don't tell my faith what my experiences and my emotions say. No, 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 no. That's no faith at all. I tell my faith 
or my experiences and my emotions, what my faith says. And to live in that place, it can be hard at times, but that's the goal. That's the charge. That's the aim. That's the direction of pursuit is, man, I cannot allow these temporal emotions to dictate decisions that I make in life. Yeah. And, and you have, and I want you to think about it because I want you to talk about it. You have a really good talk about emotions. And you kind of just hit it by like not allowing your emotions to rule. Yeah. I want you to talk about that. But first... He mentioned, and I just want, man, this year I think we're just going to be very intentional about breaking things down. He said, apply that promise of God to your life. Well, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> right? And if you don't know, that, I want to break it down to you. I mean, what he says, yes, apply it. Well, here's what that looks like for me. Applying some promise of God, and he named one. What did you name? Um, well, about sinful desires. Let's use yeah. the lost and found. It says that we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires. That is a promise of God, right? And then it lists of areas of growth. So obviously you've got to look at before and after. You've got to understand the context of the promise, and you've got to apply those things. You can't say, hey, take this away and not strive towards this, um, this growth as well. Yeah. But here's what I mean. Like, it's just in the very moment of if God says I can escape and you have this desire to go do something crazy, here's how you apply that promise. Here's how I do. I'm sorry. Here's how I apply that promise. God, you say, God, you say that you could take this desire from me, and God, I believe it. I'm going to walk in that promise, and I'm going to do everything I can. And God, I trust that you are not a liar and that you promise this. That's what you have that conversation with God. And then guess what? There's a God's sovereignty, but there's man's responsibility. And here's your responsibility. You walk in that. Amen. That lust or that temptation, that drug, that drink, whatever that desire is that you're proclaiming God's promise over, every time that thought comes into your head, you are actively taking it captive. No, 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 no. God says I can escape that. No, 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 no. God says that. And it might, you might look like a crazy person, right? Or you might feel like a crazy person in a room. That's the conversation I have. I'm going to operate. I'm going to act as though I trust God's promises. So I'm going to tell my thoughts no. I'm going to tell my desires no until God does what he promises. And I'm telling you, God does not lie. Amen. He doesn't. So whenever that lust, whenever that image, whenever that porn, whenever that drink or drug or whatever it is that's causing my desire, and I'm trying to focus on God's promises saying that I could escape that, I'm just to myself, to God like I proclaim, but to myself, nope, not today. No, no, no. And you know what a really big practical thing to do, man? It's hard to think about porn when I'm reading God's Word. Mm. It's hard to think about getting high or getting drunk when I'm reading God's Word. Just being real, right? Amen. Let's have the discipline to do these things. Otherwise, it's just words, right? And we're really good at that. Yeah, We're really good at just saying the things that people want to hear. But God, man, God knows your thoughts, bro, right? That's, the ter that's terrifying. Do things. Open up something. Change the door. Take a cold shower. No, God said this. I'm going to act like I'm going to do everything I can until God helps me escape that desire, and I don't have to do those anymore. That's what he means about applying God's promises. It's not just fairyland and candyland and shoots and liners and unicorns. It's not just like, okay, God, sometimes, maybe, God's sovereign, do whatever he wants. But there is a man's responsibility. What are you willing to do? And then watch God just remove it from you, man. Yeah, amen. Sorry, I just want to go to our second break. Let's go to our we'll second break, back. and then I want to know if you got some script. Did you read a scripture there? No. No, I got so one. So we'll come back. I have one more, but we don't have to do it. We'll come back. Join. I want to hear your scripture you have about light and darkness. And then yeah. you. So let's go to our second break from a word from our sponsors. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. 
Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And we're back. We're back. Okay. We don't have to talk about it because we didn't talk about it last episode. <laughs> I got, all right. I got you. But um, I kind of, I did kind of lead into that rant about you talking about our emotions and you have a cool little thing. Yeah. But hold that for a Absolutely. second. Absolutely. Jordan, what scripture do you have? We don't have, we do have the camera, right? Um, sorry. Jordan's camera is different than our camera. So. Yeah. So the, the scripture I have is just really simple. It's Genesis 1-3. Mm. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Um and that's what God does. He speaks light into every situation. Come on. No matter how dark it is, he that's says, so let there be light. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And just the sovereignty of God. Light. And there's light. That's it. That's so good. It's that simple. Um, yeah, to go into that, I'll just read John um, 1, 4, and 5. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it man we're blessed to work in such a unique atmosphere of you know I I think I told you the other day when I got back from Houston I was in Houston on vacation with my family um, for the holidays but I was so grateful like leaving here and just you know seeing things outside of here and just being in the world um, it's like man we see more miracles here in a week than like people see in a lifetime working here like it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Really, like true miracles. True miracles, you know. Um but to go back to to the light man, like we have the ability, man. We have the the privilege, the honor of watching the light of Christ illuminate a man's eyes in a mere day or a week or a month or you see that joy, the joy of the Lord, the light of the Lord inside of a man and you see him smiling in a way that this world doesn't know. Yeah. You know, um, we have the ability to see this light um, overcome the darkness um, in the deepest of of realms, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. And man, it fires me up. It charges me up um, to watch men overcome the adversity that they have in their lives when they get here allows me to be grateful. I can complain. I can gripe. I can groan. I can do all those things. And then. I'll tell myself, like, who am I? Who am I to complain about the things um, that I'm struggling with currently? I I was doing group last week, man, and the Lord really impressed it on my heart. And I shared this word when I got back with with Lee and and Eric and some of our other interns. But like, man, y'all do realize that these men we serve are praying for our struggles. Yeah. Literally, this man right here that I'm serving, he's probably praying to God for, man, just give me chitty struggles. If I could just have Mm. his struggles, God, I'll serve you forever. And I say that because I know that because I did that when I was an SR. 
God, if you could just give me Adam's struggles, if you could just give me Emilio's struggles, Lord, I'll faithfully serve you forever and I'll never turn my back on you again. And I'm here being ungrateful, unthankful, with terrible perspective, trying to find something to complain about, a reason to get out of the ministry and just go work a regular job or whatever the case may be. And it hit me. It's like this guy I'm serving is probably praying for my struggles right now. And that'll humble a man. That'll humble a man very quickly when you see it from that perspective like, Oh, thank you, God, for everything you've done in my life. Thank you for the light of Christ that dwells within me, that consumes me. Yeah. And just to be clear, he's saying, like, the guys we serve are in the darkest seasons of their life. Yes. With devastation closing in. Correct. Thank and you. so they're praying yes. for our struggles as though our struggles are less than right. theirs. And right, it's right, like, right. that changes our perspective. It's like, mm. oh, word. Yeah. It doesn't make it e- easier on us, but it does change our, our perspective. Like, oh, yeah, I was. Absolutely. Thank you, God. It, it can it could it could create a very humble heart, or a grateful heart. Yes, of like God. Yes, I'm not where I want to be. You want me to be, but God, thank you that I'm not where I was. Yeah, God, thank you that you sanctified me. You've grown me. All those prayers that I had, and that's why I love that He said miracles. And 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 you know, we're not talking about like. Um, <laughs> What we're talking, I'll say what we're talking about. When we talk about miracles, it's that light clicking on in someone's eyes. Yes. It's the veil being removed. It's the it's the heart of stone that someone comes in as an atheist and they leave praising Jesus Amen. for the chains of it. That's a miracle. Yes, it is. Me sitting here today is a miracle, mm. right? And so be of good cheer. I want to read this. I said I wasn't going to, but did you read one yet? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. read the John Let one. Let me read this just real quick just because God, press into God this year. Psalm 27, verse 1 through 4. The Lord is my light on this dark Friday the 13th. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advanced against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask, here it is. Here it is. In the midst of all these things, and that David's the author of this, he just wrote about being attacked in war against him. The one thing I ask of God, this is what I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Mm. And the one thing that I ask is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Amen. What if your mindset, what if my mindset, what if our mindset this year was through the chaos, <laughs> through the darkness of Friday the 13th, or through the heaviness of the storm that you're going through, what if you could position yourself by applying the promises of God and everything that we've already said, what if we could position ourselves when, at my own home when family's hard or whatever I go through? If I can position, God, just the one thing I ask is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life mm. to gaze upon your beauty and to seek him in his temple. What if that was my mindset? Because if that's your mindset, man, <laughs> these issues that we deal with are petty, man petty no matter what like honestly and i could say that and we'll probably get emails no matter what cancer death devastation no matter what imagine ten thousand years from now man seeing 
and dwelling in the house of the Lord. And you're not even going to think back on this stuff. Man. Oh, if I can have that mindset here and now, I wonder if our devastation, the darkness would seem there. I wonder if we'll usher in light quicker. If our mindset is, I only have one th- one request, God. I know the enemies are coming in. <laughs> I know that devastation has happened. But the one thing, God, that I ask is that can I dwell in your house forever? Can I see your beauty, Lord? Can I see you in the temple? And I mean, obviously we're talking about an eternity, but what if that's just now, here and now? Can I dwell in your arms, God? Will you show me more of who you are, God? What if that's our mindset in those times? Because it's not. Right? It's not. A lot of most of the time it's a pity party. Amen. Most of the time it's feeling sorry for myself or blaming others for my issues or trying to figure out this thing on my own, which causes stress and anxiety and oh I gotta fix this. What if I could just man God I wanna dwell in your arms. I don't know. I didn't know that was gonna happen, but yeah. That was it right there. And that right there is life after addiction. And you better believe it. Amen. We love you guys. Let's go. Keep it going. Keep it going. Message us. Go and uh, like Life After Addiction podcast. Um, The link's in the show notes. Subscribe. We love y'all. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.